Hey guys, welcome back to the Tech Buddies podcast. And this is a very special episode. After two years of making the podcast, this is our first <laughs> IRL episode. Yeah, our first IRL episode. And uh, so basically, today's episode is going to be about the controversial uh, tech controversial tech takes part and three. hot takes. Yeah, part part three it doesn't feel yeah, like part three. It feels <laughs> like part one. We did two parts already. Yeah, we did two parts already. I remember one was in the beginning, and then one was more recently. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so we decided we'll do one episode and if you're wondering why I'm looking sometimes away because they are recording it in two cameras. So hopefully we get the good camera footage and yeah, so big changes, hopefully. So everything should be smooth and you should enjoy this video. And without any further ado, let's start with the first hot take. So we have written it down. It's written here. So the first hot take is uh, all are added by Athar. If I can add some, I'll add some. But the first take is uh, glorified smartwatches will go out of trend in a few years. So that is basically my hot take and not glorified smartwatches. I mean, I meant glorified smart bands like those noise, boat and all they just manufacture a new uh, smartwatch every day and they, they sell it for 2,500 rupees and people are uh, buying it right now because it's fashion and every every one of their friends or colleagues are wearing smartwatches. So they also go and buy one. Or even like Gautam was telling me that in, even in corporate events, they give these smartwatches away and stuff. But then I think after a point, this whole thing will get saturated once like people realize that this is all like a kind of a gimmick, a gimmick. And it's not going to last them long and it's not even providing them any value because apart from like, uh, there are no proper features in it. You just get like. Uh, a basic timer timer and then you get some fitness stats I guess and then you have uh, some uh, Virat Kohli as <laughs> promoting the watches promoting the watch and I, I don't no one understands this smartwatch smart, smart watches like this market but if you want a proper smartwatch either get an Apple watch or a Galaxy watch and that would be better for you and I think after a point people will realize that this is all just a gimmick and people will go back to using normal watches like G-Shock and other uh, maybe Titan and stuff like that and yeah that is a hot take yeah I kind of agree but also I, I disagree because there are a lot of people who cannot afford getting things like smartwatch like a Apple watch like an actual smartwatch like an Apple watch or a Galaxy watch but they can afford this too. But then again, I would recommend to those set of people to get something like an MI band or something like that, which kind of makes more sense. Don't get a watch and wear a normal watch. But I'm a fan of people who like wear normal analog watches instead yeah. of a smartwatch. And I feel like many of these things, they'll price it a bit expensive. Like for 5K, 6K, are you really getting your deal, like your money's worth? I don't think so. I think it will go out of trend. And yeah, what and I think will happen is, only the premium smartwatches will remain and yeah. the rest of the people will even stop wearing watches. That's what I, I yeah, have Yeah, because felt. ultimately people are just using their phone, phone to, to the yeah, tell the time. Even so. though they have a watch in their hand, if you ask them the time, they'll pull out their phone and yeah, see exactly. the time. So. And one more thing I feel is there, there'll be a clear, like, there'll be two groups, people who like smartwatches and people who don't like smart uh, smartwatches. And like, just like how you said, I have like a uh, preference for people who use analog watches. There'll be more like that. And people who use smartwatches will be like these glorified smart bands will be kind of looked down and then slowly phase out and go out of trend. Yeah, but the other thing to also look at is, is that there's like a rampant fitness movement too. 
Yeah, so but there also people will purchase new products thinking that okay I'm going to get fit so let me just buy an Apple Watch because I'm going to get Yeah fit, buying so. an Apple Watch is not the thing I'm talking about those glorified mm-hmm. smart bands which boat noise and a billion other companies are making and it's it's I wouldn't say it's a bad product but it's very deceptive it's sold in a deceptive yeah, manner like kind of to scam you guys basically stay safe from that yeah. and let's let's not stick too much to this one let's move to the next hot take which is apple is innovating more than samsung in 2023 which i don't think so we even need to have a discussion about yeah, because yeah. it's kind it's, of obvious i think samsung is doesn't have a clear plan like apple is probably already decided till it's 2025 five, 2030 uh, almost they're like this 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 we have to plan everything we'll start getting it ready they have already they like, would have had some 10 15 backups in place yeah. yeah yeah they have like everything sorted but samsung is like that in the moment kind of guy he feels like let's launch this he launch it with and if you compare like the launches of samsung including the s23 ultra and even the foldables and compare it to apple's launches if you take the 14 series and even the 15 series that's coming up you'll see like apple's upgrades are pretty significant compared to uh, samsung this year and also there are so many samsung products that just get launched and then after they receive no updates like don't you remember there was like a samsung tracker that they released galaxy yeah the second second like an air tag type thing but yeah. then like now nobody's talking about it so samsung needs to have a plan occasionally they drop a really good smart monitor but then after that it seems <laughs> like they are not yeah. doing anything so I don't think so we need to argue about this this third one requires some uh, discussion yeah. and the topic is Tesla will provide more benefit to India than we think I'm not going to say the next part because that Atav can yeah. include in his argument so yeah so I think there was these rumors that Tesla is going to like build a manufacturing plant in India and eventually launch a electric car and the rumors say that the price will be around 20 lakhs and when i heard that it's, i was pretty shocked because it's tesla and and i didn't expect it to come anywhere below like the high price tag like 50 or 50 lakh above but since they're manufacturing in india they might be able to bring down the price little so if they launch a car at 20 lakh then it'd be a really uh, tough competition to all these other electric car manufacturers who not even electric even uh, the ic ones yeah. who are pricing their like electric cars absurdly like the Hyundai Ioniq 5 and all Kia EV6 all of those are like almost like 45 50 lakh and i don't think it's worth that price point and that price point right now is like the early bo- early bird price point i think like if you want an EV right now you can uh, go and buy but it's very expensive so that is the early bird price but if tesla comes these manufacturers will be forced to reduce their price that is one and if tesla like properly comes to india they'll bring their charging infrastructure and we can trust tesla to do a pretty good job considering what they have done in the us and in the us they have done it perfectly and to the point where other manufacturers have also like requested tesla to give them license to use their charging port and tesla has allowed that so basically using the huge tesla supercharger network in the us any electric car can be charged so for similar charging infrastructure comes to india and it's properly maintained which is not happening with the current infrastructure so it could give a big boost and um 
I think Tesla is getting the positive signs from the government and stuff and they'll probably like come to India soon and it'll be a huge thing in my opinion. Let's yeah, hope so for the best. My take on it is I don't think so Tesla can launch any of its current models at 20 lakh. It's not going to happen even if they manufacture it in India. Mm-hmm. Because you see the sticker price and usually what happens is if you see the sticker price in America, it's much lesser than what it is in India. Regardless of like yeah. even if it's Kia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So even if you do, I think the Model Y or something, which is the cheapest, or Model 3, it is still more than, I think it'll be around 30-40 lakhs. But even at, what I'm seeing is, like, Honda City, which is considered as, like, a class for, like, the average Joe, but it's a good car, is also going up to, like, 20 lakhs. Cars have become much more expensive nowadays. So, I think even if Tesla launches at 30 lakhs or something, lots of people will flock to buy it. So, the real thing is, will they invest in the... Charging uh, yeah, charging infrastructure. And if they do that, mm-hmm. it will pay off in the long term. But yeah. the thing is, India is also a very hard market to crack. Many giants have not been able to fully crack the market yet. They're still uh, behind. For example, un- except for a few years back, uh, Skoda and stuff were still really struggling. Mm-hmm. So even those big giants that are under VW Group are not able to crack. Will Tesla be able to crack is a big question. Yeah. But if maybe with ties with the government and things like yeah, that, People will be able to do it. And people are willing to pay also. People are paying extra for an Innova and things like that. So if a Tesla... Not even an Innova. They are paying like 45 lakh for Ionic. Then easily they can pay Hmm, 20 to like 30 to 35 or whatever for a Tesla easily. Even if it's 50 lakhs, Tesla is still considered as a premium or a luxury car maker. So that's not the real problem for them. The real problem for them is one, entering the market. After entering the market, I'm sure people will flock to Tesla because it has a brand name, Elon Musk. Although I'm not a fan of him, he's very popular. But the thing is, will it have the proper infrastructure for it? If they have the infrastructure, the market is very easy to crack. No problems. Other brands will also flock behind them because they are already the leaders. But having that infrastructure is a hard thing. But if it comes to India, no matter what, it will benefit the country that is for sure yeah and elon is pushing hard with the government to give them like incentives and all of those stuff and i think the government is also keen to work with tesla so hopefully all goes well and tesla can like revolutionize the indian market as well and in fact from what i remember i remember tesla opening up a show not a showroom but an office above the lexus showroom in bangalore that building so I think they, but they closed shop again because of some, I think, regulations yeah, or some. They, they were planning to enter with CBUs, but then the government was like, we'll hmm. put extremely high tax, so they had to withdraw. And then now they're coming up uh, asking for building a factory. And then. And what we are also seeing is uh, state governments are providing lots of incentive to hybrid vehicles. So we let's see how that also takes into place. Will so, that affect electric Yeah, vehicles? exactly. Because, because like, hydrogen and even... I think there's one more ethanol fuel or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all ethanol, those are, yeah, yeah. All those are being promoted as well. So yeah, so see. it's kind of like which one should they prioritize over what? Mm-hmm. But I think even if at this moment also, if the government doesn't uh, put any incentives on Tesla and Tesla still launches at a 50 lakh, 60 lakh price, I'm sure many people, like even the people in our vicinity will suddenly jump the gun on that purchase because one, it's new. It has that luxury tag to it. Yeah. And I, in the back of every car car like buyer's mind, they're all like looking forward to buy a luxury vehicle. Maybe right. the Tesla is the jump that people yeah. will get. I, I, I really see it happening. In, in fact, 
lots yeah, of people are waiting for teslas to come yeah and to because India they too. trust that when tesla comes they'll bring their charging infrastructure yeah. around because if i were to buy a ev right now i wouldn't just because of how bad the charging infrastructure is sure you can pull up a map on any uh, app you have about uh, charging and uh show me that there are infinite charges in india but, but how many of them are actually operational you but, tell me those but the other thing also is that you have to see the range of tesla also the range of the vehicles provided in india are very less compared to that of mm-hmm. tesla so if, with the range of tesla why do you even like if you are going for a long drive also like mm-hmm. from state to state also you can just carry the portable chargers mm-hmm. and you can still charge from your end destination although the charging will be slow so that is there and ideally lots of the people who are like city goers or who go yeah. in the outside this thing the range is good and also it's a good car overall uh, not from build quality but from like luxury features like a big screen yeah. and then yeah, that hepa filter and things like all those fancy features are there so maybe they could do cost cutting remove all those like high end features and bring hmm. the price down to 20 lakh yeah maybe that I, also could yeah happen. maybe some rebranded version or like like how they have like line like different lines of the cars yeah. like they might bring a separate line for yeah, india yeah, model like i <laughs> yeah no not like as a different this thing but like zxi vxi like that type of thing but have a base model with yeah, those yeah. features removed that maybe. type of thing yeah that also they might happen but yeah tesla coming to india might regardless will be uh, an improvement yeah small phone should make and come a comeback i am very passionate about this if you ask any of my friends from my old school or my coaching they they know that i keep going on rants why small phones are better and it makes sense in this day and age well now it can't show other so on but <laughs> but in this day and age phones have become so big uh back when like in 2018 when the 10r was launched people were saying it's a huge phone and mm-hmm. thing and now the norm has become that like the base iphone 14 is 6.1 inches which is the size of the big iphone 10r and people were taking the 10s because it was easier to use over the 10r obviously it's a better phone but uh because also it was easier to use so i think small phones should make a comeback and i think we have the in, like like specifically like if you're speaking from an uh from like an uh infrastructure type perspective we have like the thing to make smaller phones we it has happened before yeah, perfectly competent i think phones. the problem is sales. marketing sales if yeah. you see iphone 13 mini it sold like very few units i saw some graph in which hmm. it sold like yeah so 3 that's because brands have, have shared the image that bigger the phone the better that's what they need to remove that they need to remove that image and see when the original iphone was there the adverts were showing the usability of the iphone how you right. can use your thumb to reach every corner of the screen the iphone 4 advert mm-hmm. if you guys remember but then once the iphone 6 came the thing went oh bigger screen now you can view media i i get that a lot of people view media on their phone but trust me once you switch to a smaller phone regardless you'll adapt to it and then you wouldn't want to switch to a bigger phone what i notice from most people is once they shift to a smaller phone they'll say okay it's a small phone that 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 mm. disadvantage is there but once they get adapted to it it's like a trap like mm. most people don't even consider and, getting a bigger phone that's it most people think smaller phones means less battery life but asus like is managing to put like a 4400 mah battery in a 5.9 inch display i mean 5.9 inches still big for a small phone but it's yeah at least 5.9 inches small enough and it's able to pack in a 4400 mah battery so battery life is is not a like major issue for small phones 
But yeah, but I also think there needs to be an improvement also from my experience with the 12 mini. I have felt the battery is inadequate. I don't know if it's my particular model. It could be a problem with my particular model, but I have felt the need to have a better battery. No, I'm telling if phone. manufacturers want to launch yeah, a small yeah, that, phone, that they can possible. include as big as a 4400 mH battery and that that's, that's Asus Zenfone sure. 10 is an example of that. So it's not about battery life at all. And but ultimately it depends on user preferences and users who want a bigger screen 6.7 inch. Once I switched to my iPhone, uh, I went out with my friends for a movie mm. and my friend had a 6.7 inch display mm. and suddenly I started feeling that so huge compared to my phone but mm. I was using the same size phone just two months back but so that's how quickly you adapt to smaller size screens is what I'm Now saying. I will say something that's very controversial the market doesn't know what they want they have to be told what they want Ex- and that another example for that is if you go to an offline store I mean, when you go to an off- offline store, my budget is this much. Mm. He'll hand you an Oppo or Vivo phone and most people will just buy that and come. Mm. And it's most mostly the people who watch tech videos or who are interested in tech, people, uh, either family members will ask, friends will ask recommendations from them or they'll just be like, okay, I'll go to an offline store. I'll tell my budget, he'll give me a phone, I'll just buy that and come. So and, that people and, don't know what they exactly want. And, they just have a budget. Yeah, and I think battery is... It's, it's a trade-off you can make because you have to look at the pros you're getting out of this. Real one-handed usability is unbeatable. And I have I have so many scenarios where that came to like my rescue. For example, I went, I told Athar the story already, but I went to get my driving license taken. And for that, I had to go by bike too because I had to take the bike test. And we ha- I had to tell my dad who was driving the bike the way. Uh, means the way to reach the place now if you have a phone a large phone there was no way you could hold on to the bike's frame or whatever if the bike is going fast it's best to hold the bike's frame uh, there was no way you could hold on to the bike's frame or whatever bag you're carrying or something like that and use your phone at the same time so if there was anything that was going on there's no way you could do it but because i had a smaller phone i was able to navigate the entire phone without any issues and that one-handed usability is a huge, huge pro. And once you adapt to it, that's when you realize what you missed out on. But as of now, people are just saying, I need a bigger phone. But trust me, once you get a smaller phone, you'll realize that advantage. Yeah, but even though you want a smaller phone, what options do you have? That's I have a question. Yeah, that's there. The lack of options, one. Marketing clearly against smaller phones saying the bigger phone, the better. And I would recommend to those people who have media consumption devices like an iPad, or you have a like a laptop or you have like a TV or something like that or a tablet, don't look for a big phone. You have enough devices to consume your media at a bigger mm-hmm. screen size. Just get a smaller phone. It's the wiser decision, especially if you're on iOS. I think Apple should bring back a smaller phone because on Android, I can make the argument that there are actual professional multitasking features like opening a sad, yeah, uh, yeah. an app side by side, which kind of makes sense. But on iOS, those type of things are not there. So why not? opt for a smaller phone that you can actually use with your hands that is actually designed to be used with a human maybe hand. a question sub question under this is will flip phones replace small phones and that could be a possibility that, i think that that's most likely what is going to because happen when you want a small phone you just fold it and use the cover display and when you want a big phone for media consumption you open it up and that is that seems to be the ideal alternative to small phones but right now they are still very niche and very expensive but yeah. In the future, I think even Samsung looks to make it a mass market device. And I think that is one of 
the goals of uh, the new C- Samsung CEO TM Ro so when foldables become mass market maybe that could be the replacement to small phones you never know and also if if brands wanted to give the perception that smaller phones are somehow worse then why don't they price it lesser if you see most of the times with the iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 12 the price was almost 5000 difference the thing is when and the 13 price, mini was even more expensive because nobody is offering a sale but then if they price it lesser then people will go and buy it because in india especially they are very price yeah, conscious so, they'll be like if it doesn't matter if the screen is small the price is lesser so i'll just buy it yeah. and maybe they get more profits out of their in the like, end it's phone. yeah the so, margins yeah they obviously like brands can't run on charity saying people want small That's phones true. we'll give small it it depends on the market they obviously do market research and stuff so it's it's ultimately the market for small phones has been destroyed by us itself so. yeah and also i think we as like creators also need to have a a part in it because when a newer bigger phone came most creators promoted it instead of saying that this phone is too big for my hand to use big phones need to exist because not everyone has the same hand size but for the average human being with an average hand size smaller phones are better in my opinion okay let's not waste too much time we'll rant about this in the next <laughs> time we next time. because this pop, this topic will keep popping up because yeah. phones are getting outrageously huge nowadays and i remember there were days when there's this new rumor that iphone 15 15 or 16 bigger. will be iphone 16 pro or max pro series will become bigger pro max will become 6.9 inches and that's freaking huge i remember back when like it was 2016 2017 there were brands like lenovo which used to sell mini tabs yeah, like yeah, portable got, tabs which are like 6 7 inches yeah tablets yeah which I is 6 to 7 like inches yeah. and that was considered the norm for tablets back and then. they used so, to make it a bit wide also so that yeah, you get yeah. that tablet feel yeah. and now normal phones are only getting so not narrow okay so that kind of ends this topic the next one also is a very small thing because i don't think so there's any argument there's no argument and it's just yeah. a simple thing side, side mounted fingerprint scanners is are better, better than, than in display fingerprint scanners. scanners i mean it's i don't know it's your personal preference ultimately but i feel it's way faster to unlock your phone using a side mounted fingerprint scanner because any you don't even need to like naturally when you press the phone you are going to go to the fingerprint scanner directly and it unlocks hmm. whereas for an in display fingerprint scanner you have to press and hold the display and sometimes it won't authenticate it and that very rarely happens with side mounted fingerprint scanners so yeah for me it's a different thing i think i have never had a phone with an in display fingerprint scanner nor have i used a phone with an in display fingerprint scanner off late but i feel like i would use an in display fingerprint scanner more because i'm because i'm used to the home screen being like the home button being in front and i click on the home button and the power button is on top so i'm used to that but the place where i feel side mounted makes sense it's faster because and it's cheaper if you break your glass with in display fingerprint it costs more okay. whereas the button is just an easy replacement that they have to do so that's where i feel like side mounted takes the lead and i know no matter what users will adapt now since phones have become so big i wouldn't put the rear fingerprint scanner would that used to be there because phones have become big it's kind of inconvenient and especially for big phones i feel side mounted makes more sense because when you are trying to fiddle with the one hand to try to unlock exactly. the phone if your phone falls down or something happens so that way side mounted you just touch it and it's okay hmm. so that was the now the next one is one that I, uh, an opinion that i had voiced in our samsung 
unpacked event that brands should move to 16 or 32 megapixel selfie cameras and i say megapixels don't matter if you yeah so i i also believe that megapixels also don't matter up to an extent it i mean google pixel still uses an 8 8 point something megapixel camera in the front so that i mean whatever is the limit uh Hmm. Ahead of which you can record 4K videos, and that's exactly the megapixel which uh, but Pixel uses. So, and if you see Pixel selfies, they're one of the like best in the segment. So, it's ultimately yeah. the optimization which matters, yeah, irrespective so of the scan. That's the I thing. Mean, there are brands like Google and Apple which are the exception, but there are also brands which don't do the uh, the tuning, and still they say, okay, we'll give eight megapixel. It doesn't make sense. And you will notice the thing when you like when the situation arises that you have to zoom into the video. It looks horrible when you have to zoom. I mean, to to an image. So yes, I believe that brand should move to a higher megapixel, but it shouldn't be at the cost of optimization. But if they don't want to shift to a higher megapixel, make a proper team that optimizes your pictures. That's it's not a take. It's kind of the truth. That's what I said. Like when you're getting a Z Flip. Uh, and it's coming with a 10 megapixel front camera, which God knows how it's going to perform. Is it going to be on the level of these phones at the same price? Then at least include a higher megapixel uh, camera with the same uh, optimization because it's competing with the top end phones. If it's mid range, I can see, okay, yeah, you don't really need it. But if it's a top end and you're paying nearly a lakh for a phone, then you better get a good camera with the phone. So that's my take on it. I still feel optimization is bad, is more important. Yeah, optimization is more important, but... But if you see the budget thing which you said, budget phone should all the more have a better main uh, selfie camera mm-hmm. because like... Uh, and they do, right? Compared to 10 megapixels, they do have a... Uh-huh, then huh. Because it makes sense because people like who buy cheaper phones, they use it for video calls. Maybe they stay away from their family, they use it for video calls and stuff. So they need the selfie camera to be proper. Whereas mm. people who are buying a flagship phone, they don't even care about the selfie camera. There, especially if someone is buying a flip phone, they just want it for the flipping thing. Hmm. So they and the argument can be made that you can just use your rear camera as the yeah, hand camera. Also, so that is uh, maybe this was a mistake on my part. So I'll just say it's a mistake. But one thing is brands need to optimize it not only from the image quality. Now I'll add one more hot take that brands are not putting any effort into actually making the camera experience better, especially on Android. So many mid-range phones with lack of basic things like zooming in in a front screen recording. Like, it's 2023. I'm sure it's possible if you actually cared about and it. I don't know why brands are capping to 10, 1080p, 30 fps. Exactly. And I think uh, I think Ashad asked uh, the Vivo guys in an interview and I, I don't think they gave any proper answer. But... It's not that in 2019, 2018, they were capping it to 1080p. You could record 4K, right? Why is it, why are we stopping it now? And like, just like iPhones, which are like nearly 10 year old, uh, like eight to 10 years old, were able to record 1080p with the front camera, 1080p, 60fps. And still other phones, I I find it really hard to believe that brands are not able to uh, really put effort, like they're not, they're not able to do it because of a physical limitation. It's purely a software, I mean, like a thing they have decided not to do and they're kind of gatekeeping it as like a flagship feature. Mm. I'm sure if they wanted, they could give options like uh, like changing the exposure when you're recording goes to Apple also because Apple doesn't let you change like the white balance and stuff like that. I'm sure if you can use third-party apps and do it. It's just Apple not wanting it in their 
default app make a pro camera app or something like that i don't know i'll enable it in, in the settings basic uh, phones which cost like 30000 40000 uh, don't have features like zooming in while recording changing the ca- lenses while recording those are just things brands can do they're just not doing it it's it's kind of like a huge excuse okay so it's already 28 minutes and the into the recording so yeah, now end this episode no, we have yeah we have our so, next segment which is a rapid fire and right? in this the rules are you just say agree disagree we don't no, tell anything yeah. and i took these hot takes based off mkbhd's tweet which he put on twitter where he asked for hot takes so the first one is microsoft duo is underrated and if microsoft works on it seriously it can give like proper competition to other yes, foldables yes absolutely yes and yeah even i agree android is failing mm, i would say i would say yes for certain brands in india i think it is for certain brands agree for certain brands disagree you know what which brands i'm talking hmm. about i'm saying in india from a seller like a buyer's perspective like how many users they are able to catch on each year how many users they are lo- losing android is clearly failing smartphones are not exciting anymore i think everyone can say yes that i would disagree i can say yes i i don't you, yeah. this is just agree disagree so yeah so i'm not i have a lot of arguments to make but i'm not going to make uh, youtube premium is underrated i do not know the pricing i i believe in ad blockers but um, i've heard youtube music is underrated so that's yeah, a different i've heard a lot of good things about youtube premium but i haven't used it personally so yeah. i would reserve my take but i'll agree maybe okay the, the next one is the apple watch is the worst Apple uh, product. Apple product. And having used the Apple Watch SE, I would disagree. I would disagree without using it too. Uh, there are much worse products um, in terms of just uh, the uh, when I look at if a product is good or not, it's price to what it offers. I can give the example of the Mac Pro. So many things. I don't. I don't want to go into that. This uh, is rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, Vision Pro will become another iPhone moment for Apple. What do you think? Uh, I would be optimistic and say agree, but I'll be I realistic and say I don't <laughs> think it. I don't think it's going to happen because the uh, I'm not going to give the reason. Rapid fire. <laughs> Rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> AirPods. AirPods change the whole headphones, earphones industry. Agree. That is. Agree. It's clear. It is clear. Lightning is better than USB C. That is your take, and I have a very base take. So. Okay. Actually, I haven't used Lightning as much, and I use Lightning only for charging. So charging-wise, it doesn't matter because it's capped at twenty watt. So I'm gonna get dogged on for this take. I think Lightning is better than USB. I will not explain it. So in the comments, I know I'll get, I, if anyone comments, I'm gonna get hated. You're an Apple fanboy, uh, but if I if I have the option to uh, share my thoughts. in the comments i will share my thoughts in the comments and it it's like very specific reasons uh, why i like lightning more and once you look at my viewpoint you might agree with but this is date. rapid fire yeah this is rapid fire <laughs> uh, mac os should be simplified oh wait, i don't i don't have my nothing year one here but uh, the next one is nothing uh, phone or products in general that. are overhyped so i would say i would agree, agree. I would agree, but it's it's over hunching good products, but it's overhyped. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's overhyped. They're okay. overhyped and bad. They don't overlap each other, so it, that's fine. Uh, macOS should be simplified. After using macOS for a few days, I'm slowly adapting to it. But when I initially shifted, I 
absolutely hated it. So many things that I liked about Windows and Windows isn't as bad as people make it look exactly. like. Exactly, Windows is like simple, very simple compared to like Mac. Yeah, Windows. Looking at it from one day of you like Gautam trying to finish Mac OS now, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, since this is rapid fire, I'm not going yeah. too much. I'm now. adapting to macOS, but Windows gets that's one rapid fire take I'll take. Windows is overhated, and Windows. The good thing about Windows is it can it can adapt to users of zero knowledge and users with full knowledge. That's the advantage of Windows. Uh, now the last take, last take, and then the video ends. LG was the most innovative smartphone maker ever. Hands down, agree. I disagree. I think it's Huawei or. Things like that, which Probably. we saw major leaps, and so yeah, we can have our different opinions, obviously. And that LG kind of was so good, man. That kind LG. of uh, ends the episode. I liked LG designs, but I also think the, the peak era when Honor and Redmi and Xiaomi, those brands were like on their peak. Like I don't think they were innovating as much as every LG. week. Who was who was making a winged phone? What do you use a Windows phone for? <laughs> but at least you're innovating. Who, who made a, a dual screen phone? I used the dual screen phone and I felt it was a waste of money. You get it. It was cheap. It, I can agree it was cheap. You got it. It was cheap and innovative. It was cheap and innovative. But okay, this was rapid. Yeah, this is rapid. That kind of sums it up for this episode. It's around 33 minutes long. It's a very long episode, but the format has changed both of us are there IRL I like this yeah like even IRL episode it was it is, nice it is really fun uh, we'll try including some pictures we'll try editing it we'll try making it nice if you guys like this episode then uh, do follow us on YouTube if you have any controversial take you want us, uh, you want our opinion on you can put it and, in the uh, comments if you can enter the Q&A or if you set that up then uh, ask me why I like lightning over USB-C <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's the secret of if you're watching episode. the I think we'll clip the rapid fire to YouTube so if you're watching this on YouTube you can ask the same thing on YouTube if you're not following us on any of our platforms then if you want to follow us follow us if you don't want to follow us uh, uh, put a review on Apple Podcasts and yeah that kind of sums it up we'll catch you guys in the next episode it's a really fun episode yeah and now we are on to making more videos let's go yeah but I'll tell you why I like lightning over uh, this one